0: You know, occasionally Fox News is really good. Body ashamed.
1: Chip Roy represents Texas in Congress and joins us now to tell us more about the bill. Chip, great to see you. And by the way, some people don't recognize the power of the floor. Great passion, great speech. Tell me the biggest concern you have about this $1.7 trillion monstrosity. Well, good evening, Sean. Merry Christmas. Great Merry to be Christmas. on. And uh, look, where to begin uh, in terms of our concerns about this bill? $1.7 trillion, 4,100 pages dropped on us. You know, you got a day to look at it, a day to pour over it. As you said, all of our staff, we're digging through it. My staff, we went through it. Um, notably, there is actual language in the bill that prohibits the use of the funding for the Border Patrol, for the Homeland Security,
0: to be used by Border Patrol to secure the border. Sometimes they're great. Chip Roy, great. Uh, you know who was also unbelievably great? Uh, this website called American Greatness. Listen to this a piece by Deborah Hine. The government of Ukraine is preparing to participate in the World Economic Forum in Davos in January. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky announced in an address to the nation on Wednesday. Zelensky also revealed that he has been in talks with. BlackRock Incorporated CEO Larry Fink to coordinate investments in Ukraine's post-war reconstruction efforts, The Hill reported. Both the World Economic Forum and BlackRock are major purveyors of environmental, social, and corporate governance practices that have been described as fascist. They are fascist. The melding of government and company into one entity, and then the forcible changing of society, which often involves violence, is fascism. Zelensky. Specialists of this company are already helping Ukraine to structure the fund for the reconstruction of our state. Zelensky revealed it wasn't immediately clear whether he would attend the January 16 through 20 World Economic Forum in person or participate virtually. Hmm. That's fascinating. BlackRock. How much money are we talking about that BlackRock's going to get to play with? Well, money is irrelevant to them unless it's in the trillions. It's $100 billion so far that Zelensky has from us. And that's just the, the dollars. What is BlackRock actually doing? They're creating a country. A country known for money laundering. For inventing viruses that are more deadly. Oh, and storing them in labs with the great work of Hunter Biden, who's an expert in such things. They're creating a country. The fact of the matter is, this on Ukraine, I remain torn. I utterly do, but here's something I'm not torn on: we are watching an enormous money laundering scheme happen right here before us. And thank you to my brother and friend Zach Abraham at Bulwark Capital Management, NoYourRiskRadio dot for helping me think more clearly about finance. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Two interesting pictures of Zelensky from Ukraine. One, of course, uh, was the recent appearance in the Senate where people are extending their hands to touch his robes. Man, it's spooky. If I can just touch his robes, I'll be healed. And another, and that was him in his fatigues. He was dressed in his fatigues. And then another is him at the World Economic Forum. This is probably from an earlier date. Um, but there he is in a suit and tie. Oh, and his hair is cut nicely. Uh, and there he is shaking hands with Klaus Schwab, with both hands, by the way. You know, one of those handshakes. There is a buildup into this, and it is a buildup into what we're really dealing with with Ukraine. And again, what we're dealing with is credentialism, and it is you're going to do what we say we're going to do. It is a demonstration that we do not care what you think. We do not care what you observe and what we are doing, what we are doing with your money. We don't care about America's interests. We simply don't. And it's trackable. It's observable. It's falsifiable. It's verifiable simply based upon following this time the money. And next hour, we're going to take another look at who controls America in part three. It's a part three of our series on who controls America and, in fact, the globe. And at that point, we're going to go right back to our old friend, determine who you're not allowed to criticize. But we close the case next hour. We absolutely close the case. And this here, of course, is about the Absolute toppling of one society and the installation of another, this time with the great partnership of BlackRock. But let's build from the very beginning. Do you remember this ridiculous and silly and asinine and dumb and goofy and illiterate, scientifically illiterate report that claimed that uh, people who don't want to get injected with the mRNA are more likely to get in car accidents? Um, the uh, the authors of this ridiculous piece, COVID Vaccine Hesitancy and the Risk of a Traffic Crash, actually got published in the American Journal of Medicine. Uh, it was authored by a trio, three people. Donald Redlemere, MD, FRCP, MSHSR, FACP, works in evaluative clinical studies at the Sunnybrook Research Institute in Toronto. He wrote this. Jonathan Wang, M-M-A-S-C, is with the Institute for Clinical Evaluative Studies in the Department of Medicine at the University of Toronto. Deva Trishvillam, MSC, is also with that same organization in the Sunnybrook Institute in Toronto. These three people Tested whether COVID vaccination was associated with the risk of a traffic crash. They looked at a total of 11,270,760, um, 11,000. No, it's not right. 11,270,763 individuals. 16% had not received a COVID injection, 84% had received one. The cohort accounted for 6,682 traffic crashes. People who had not been injected, Accounted for 1,682 traffic crashes, 25%, equal to a 72% increase relative to those who were injected. And this is what they write about this. This is what they write. Now, do you want to know how they did this? Does, I mean, is it clear to everybody? Who is least likely to get injected, even in Canada? Young men, because they know that they're not at risk. Who's most likely to get injected? Old people. And who's less likely to get in traffic accidents? Old people. Who's more likely? Young men. This is what they write. These data suggest that COVID vaccine hesitancy is associated with significant increased risk of a traffic crash. The authors contend. On the other hand, distrust of government or belief in freedom is another possibility, along with antipathy towards regulation, exposure to misinformation, insufficient sources, or other personal beliefs. The authors don't specify the political identity that could be a problem or defines what constitutes misinformation. They writes, alternative factors include political identity, social networks that lead to misgivings around public health guidelines. These and other factors remain topics for more research. Um, People who believe in freedom are more likely to get in traffic accidents. People who distrust governments are more likely to be dangerous, bomb cyclones of car drivers? No, young men are. How does this relate to Ukraine? Like this. Do you trust the war in Ukraine? Do you trust the motives of BlackRock? Do you trust the motives of the people who run Joe Biden? Do you trust the motives of Biden? Is there any consistency to any of this? here's what I mean we're going to war with Ukraine, well, with Russia it's a proxy war between us and Russia meanwhile China <laughs> is building well they haven't built they have built and have filled concentration camps of Uyghurs and are murdering them and we do nothing they're building fake islands so as to take over the South Pacific and we do nothing does anyone trust their motives we'll dig further into this of course we will In the um, in the pharmaceutical government enterprise, man, it's so weird to start to sound like a like a hippie. Don't don't trust the uh, the the uh, the industrial war complex. Yeah, don't government war industrial complex. Don't. But then you look at this, the pharmaceutical complex. There are companies operating outside of this. You want to do a revolution? Uh, walk. Only shop on the outside of your grocery store. Now think about this. Think about this. If you go to a grocery store, you want to lose weight in a simple way? Walk around the outside of the grocery store and only shop on the walls. Don't go into the inner side. Don't go into the inside. Want a revolution? Do that. There are companies who are founded because they looked and said, How are we gonna how are we gonna make a difference? Healthy Cell was founded this way. It was, what's going on in the world of supplements and vitamins? It's a huge industry. Is it any good? And the genesis of this is the guy who runs and, and owns Healthy Cell is, comes from a medical background. His dad is a world-class physician. And I mean a patient-centered physician who operates outside of the big insurance, big pharma continuum. Patient-centered. Tracking results. Scientific rigor. And he said, I want to do that, but I don't necessarily want to be a physician. I want to be an entrepreneur in another way. So he looked at the supplement worlds. He asked himself some questions. Are all these vitamins people are munching on, are they working? Are they worth it? So he started to study how they're made. And he determined this in a study, which you can read on their website, by the way, at healthycell.com slash Todd. You can go read the study yourself. And what he found out is many of these nutrients in pill form are solid particles that are ten to one hundred times too big for the body to absorb. In addition, about forty percent of Americans have trouble swallowing pills. I don't know about you, but there's certain pills that I have to do that thing like you look like a bird going ah, 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 trying to get it good go down your throat. So they designed a different way to ingest this stuff. It's called microgel technology. I'm gonna make this really, really simple, super simple. You have vitamins in your shelf that you eat. Those pills, then you're choking those down. Throw them out. Go to HealthyCell.com slash Todd and get the Microgel technology, which is 165% more absorbable than the tablets. You simply rip open the container, squeeze it in your mouth, and swallow it. And incidentally, I love the taste. Some people put it in shakes. You can do that too. I prefer just to be able to take it anywhere at any time. And there's other products you'll see there. I want to focus today on those vitamins because it is such a no-brainer. You can choose to have something that's 165% more absorbable or not. In other words, you can waste your money or not. That's HealthyCell.com slash Todd. Then use my name Todd as a promo code. By the way, you get 20% off your first order. HealthyCell.com slash Todd. Make sure you use my name Todd for 20% off your first order. Oh yeah, of course there's a Bible verse here. And it's a really simple one. Psalm 37, verse 13. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming. We don't need much more when we're talking about Black Rock. We're talking about Ukraine. Do you trust the figurehead's motives? Do you think that this is our top priority? Because if you examine the actions of the Senate and the House, this is the top priority. If you listen to Mitchell McConnell, this is the top priority for all Republicans. Is it ours? Is it yours? When you listen again to Chip Roy on Fox News, just imagine the priority making here. They cannot agree on our southern border. In fact, in fact, you know this. The 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 uh, boxcars that were set up on the southern border, some of the problem areas on the southern Arizona border, those are being taken down. The new regime is taking them down. They're literally saying we need the border more open. Everybody is shamed.
1: Chip Roy represents Texas in Congress and joins us now to tell us more about the bill. Chip, great to see you. And by the way, some people don't recognize the power of the floor. Great passion, great speech. Tell me the biggest concern you have uh, about this $1.7 trillion monstrosity. Well, good evening, Sean. Merry Christmas. Merry great Christmas. to be on. And uh, look, I think where to begin uh, in terms of our concerns about this bill? $1.7 trillion, 4,100 pages dropped on us. You know, you got a day to look at it, a day to pour over it. As you said, all of our staff, we're digging through it. My staff, we went through it. Um, notably there is actual language in the bill that prohibits the use of the funding for the border patrol for the Homeland security to be used by border
0: patrol to secure the border, the priorities. So how does this relate to the COVID study on car driving? It's right there in the center. Distrust of government is bad for you. Take your medicine. Distrust of our national security experts is bad for us. Take your medicine. BlackRock making money on the COVID injections. Take your medicine. BlackRock now apparently making money on the Ukraine war. Take your medicine. Media pushing the injections to this very second. Take your medicine. The media pushing unanimously, unanimously. Pushing the war with Russia, the proxy war. Take your medicine. Stop this skepticism. Stop doubting us. It doesn't matter. Your doubts don't matter. We're going to do what we do. We're going to do what we do. Okay. God's going to do what he does. He's watching. The Lord laughs at the wicked, he knows their day is coming. It's wicked. That BlackRock gets to make money off of this, given how much money they give to the Democrat Party. It's global. The Australian Defense Minister has warned Europeans are unprepared for the coming days long blackouts. Note, two years ago, World Economic Forum, there's going to be a long dark winter. Note, two years later, here comes a long dark winter. Note, The World Economic Forum is partnering with Zelensky. One of the reasons there is a long dark winter. I'm not blaming Zelensky for having been invaded. World Economic Forum warned. Who wanted limits on petroleum-based energy? Who wanted that? BlackRock. Who's getting it? BlackRock. Who's getting to reconstruct, apparently reconstruct a country that is central to the energy flow from Russia, Ukraine? BlackRock, who gets to do that? Your money through Ukraine to BlackRock, that's money laundering. And the amounts of money we're talking about here, the 100000000000 billion couldn't matter to BlackRock. Owning a country? That could matter to BlackRock. There's this. As all this is going on, as all that focus... In the what you would think of as the most advanced country on earth, you have a man who is the secretary of transportation solely because he's same-sex attracted and was a small-town mayor. That's it. No qualifications. You're looking at an airline industry that is in meltdown. Some of it related to software. Much of it related to firing individuals because they wouldn't take their medicine. They wouldn't take the medicine they were told to take. And you see employment melting down in these industries. And yes, I'm sure there's some software in that. Maybe that's even central to it, but you can't look past the lack of employees. See it locked together? So this Zelensky in whom we're investing and to whom we're giving all this money. Is he the sort of guy we want to give all this money? So what's he doing? There is a 279-page bill in Ukraine. This is the post-millennial writing that gives the government, the Council of Television and Radio Broadcasting, Ukraine's state-sponsored censorship organization, increased power to regulate news media both online and in print. That's our partner. We are saving his democracy? We're rescuing their democracy? Oh, it's their sovereignty. Because sovereignty is important. Except in the $1.7 trillion spending orgy that the figurehead's people got handed to him by the shiny-shoed Republicans, we are not allowed to use that money to secure our sovereignty. A peaceful invasion of our country has been underway for more than a decade. It's changing voting patterns. It's giving power to states who bring in illegal immigrants and get to count them in the census, which equates to federal dollars and equates to seats in Congress. The separate country of Washington state has three extra congressional seats by virtue of the fact that they have sucked in as many illegal immigrants as they can possibly bring in. And they want more. So, again, is it the sovereignty of Ukraine or it's the violence? Oh, 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 okay. It's the violence they don't like. It is? Because China is performing plenty of violence and we're not jumping up and down about that. So, wait, it's not the violence. What is it? Russia, Russia, Russia? What is it? Oh, it's rescuing democracy. Oh, but we're right back to this. We're rescuing democracy in a country where the government has banned Orthodox Catholic churches and other churches banned them. Where they're giving you more power to censor news media online and in print and one would assume in broadcast. Yeah, it's a a broadcasting uh, and television council. That's the democracy we're rescuing. So what actually are we rescuing, and are we prepared to take our medicine on this? Because that's what we're being asked to do, is to take our medicine. I don't think I'm ready to take that medicine, do you? The fact is, if we look around, and we consult history, and we go back and look hard at history, we see that there were warnings about things like this.
3: The essence of socialism is that you surrender quite a bit. power over your own life to the state, well we all do that to some extent, but of course it went much further. Uh, You pay very high taxes and they wish to um, take even higher taxes because they think that politicians can spend money better than the people can spend it. The more you take away, the less there is for private industry and that's where the creation of wealth comes. So you have to establish very clear limits on the role of government, and really, you know, politicians, I think, should sometimes just be a little bit more modest about their abilities than they are. We can't run everything, and we shouldn't try. Mrs. Thatcher, though, you're going for attitudes. You're trying to change the way people think about their role in life. It's almost sometimes as though you think, by your own resolve, you can somehow inspire people to be different. You're you're still inside, if I could suggest, a little of that very bright greengrocer's daughter who made herself a chemist, made herself a tax lawyer, made herself prime minister, anybody can. I don't really quite recognize what you're saying. I believe certain things very strongly. I believe that we were going towards a way of life in which people were constantly looking to the state to solve their problems and to do things for them. You know when the state does everything for you It'll soon take everything from you. You will then have no basis for personal freedom, political freedom, nor economic freedom. I saw it going much too far, and I think it would have gone even further had I not won that 1979 election. Too far ever to pull it back.
0: Maggie Thatcher, with a historic warning, it sounds a lot like what President Reagan, who... They had a great friendship, Thatcher and President Reagan, what they warned us about. Oh, the funny thing, later this week, we're going to talk about uh, Cat's name. He wrote a piece about the New World Order and how it would all play. Oh, H.G. Wells. I wonder how he saw that coming. Hey, do you have the Giza dream sheets from uh, (laughs) MyPillow.com? You don't? I do. I got the Giza Dream Sheets. You don't have them. Um, They are fantastic sheets, and I describe them this way. And this is a stupid way to describe them, but it's the way that it worked for me. Uh, I describe them as being more uh, coolie. Coolio? No, that's that rapper dude. Is Coolio a rapper, by the way? Does anyone know that? Because for years, uh, friends of mine used to say, oh, Coolio, after that guy, is he a rapper? No, they, they, re, they maintain their coolness. And I had to learn what that meant. I had to learn that it meant that, that it actually is breathability. And the reason that these sheets are so breathable is because they, they come from a, the, the cotton comes from a very, very small, very specific portion of the Mediterranean. And this is what Mike Lindell accessed to create the Giza Dream Sheets, which gives them their soft feeling, gives them this ability to be. I have a 10-year warranty. A 10-year warranty. Mike Lindell on the Giza Dream Sheets. These are the sheets I have and I love sleeping on. You can get the same sheets, but you can get them at a ridiculously low price. They are $29.98 starting that low, and it's a New Year's event. So all you need to do is go to the website, mypillow.com, and use promo code Todd. Got it? Mypillow.com, use promo code Todd to get huge discounts on all my pillow bedding products, including blankets, pillows, and comforters, and get the Giza Dream Sheet bed sheets for low as low as $29.98. Wall supplies last right now at mypillow.com. Yeah, MyPillow.com and use promo code Todd for the New Year's special. MyPillow.com, use promo code Todd. Deem Sheets starting as low as $29.98. And you tell me a better word than coolness. Now, breathability is probably better. And by the way, is Coolio a rapper? I've never heard a Coolio song. I've never heard a Garth Brooks song. Did you know that? I literally have never heard a Garth Brooks song. People find that weird. I don't know how that happened either. I, maybe I've heard one or I didn't know, but I've never knowingly heard a Garth Brooks or a Coolio song. So, in these comparisons, we're being told, take your medicine. In these comparisons, we're being told to ignore the fact that the Arizona governor's Doug Ducey, his shipping containers, I mentioned this, they're being removed. They're literally just after the election. We're going to take these down. We want the border open. They don't care about national sovereignty. This is bringing violent cartels to the edge of the Arizona border and sometimes across it. They don't care about interborder border violence. They don't care about national sovereignty as China continues to take territory and is planning to take Taiwan. They don't care about that. It's selective war making. And yes, their language exists that does, in fact, prohibit the use of these monies for the border. That's the point Chip Roy was making. And then you have this. We're protecting our democracy, right? Isn't that what we're told it's a republic, not a democracy? Just like we're protecting the democracy of Ukraine, which is in fact a dictatorship, as we are now viewing. One of the aspects of a healthy democracy is you have healthy actual elections. Kerry Lake is being is is being stolen from. Here's the setting. You have no chain of custody for the ballots. We have no idea where they came from. We have no idea what day they came in. They can't prove or disprove fraud in that way. It's a magic system. This is why mail-in ballots are trash. You have voting centers and the machines are broken and they're in 60% Republican territory and the judge says that doesn't matter. You have to prove that was purposeful. You have to crawl inside the head of the people who did that and prove it's purposeful. If you can't do that, then it doesn't matter how incompetent they were. It doesn't matter that that incompetency may have cost you the election. It doesn't matter that there's no chain of custody for 300,000 ballots. We have no idea where they came from. No one can prove that they even got there before the election was closed. The election date was over. And this is Kerry Lake on with Larry Elder on his program talking about this. But remember, in the case of Ukraine, we're rescuing them from being taken over by a country that doesn't care about democracy. That's what we're doing with all that money.
2: Your
1: margin did or did not trigger a recount? Did not. Did not.
2: Um again, this this America First movement is so massive. This Arizona First movement, Larry, is so massive here that they couldn't just cheat the way they did in 2020 where it happened in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. and there was some adjustment of votes. They had to pull out all the stops this time. They had to do the middle of the night shenanigans. They had to bring in, and we have whistleblowers and evidence proving this, 300,000 ballots that came out of who knows where that have no chain of custody. They pumped those into the system. Then two days after the election, 25,000 additional ballots showed up. Once they realized that all their cheating still didn't net enough of a victory, they threw in 25,000 additional ballots with no chain of custody two days after the election. They also had to shut down and sabotage Election Day Voting for the hundreds of thousands of people who showed up in Maricopa County and they had to make sure that they printed the wrong ballot so that would jam the tabulator machines. What they did, they pulled out all the stops to steal this election and it still wasn't enough. And They had to do it in broad daylight because our movement is that powerful.
1: You're not a lawyer, but you are an expert in the media. How do you feel the media has been covering this thing since the election? Have, have they been fair to you, unfair?
2: Oh my goodness, horrible. I mean, the mainstream media is just disgusting. We were sitting in the same courtroom as a couple of these propagandists, and it was almost when I would read or or look at what they printed, I thought, were we even in the same courtroom? Did they Mm -hmm. even hear the same evidence? They have to push their narrative, or the whole house of cards comes crumbling down on them. So it doesn't matter how much truth they hear, they have to keep pushing out that narrative. Otherwise, their entire system built on lies. And an agenda comes crumbling down and they will push it until the bitter end because they have no choice. They're about to be completely, um, you know, phased out. I don't think people are listening to them. It's Larry
0: Elder's program with the Epic Times. And yet with Ukraine, we are making sure that they maintain their national sovereignty, the ability to determine their own destiny by having a well-functioning and healthy democracy, right? Well, but it would be unprecedented. To overturn a gubernatorial election would be utterly unprecedented. It's never before happened. Not Certainly not in the state of Arizona. It's never happened. Well, I mean, except for that one time that it happened. (laughs) Except for the one time that a gubernatorial election was overturned even after the governor-elect was in office. Except for that one time. It's never happened. Except, you know, that once. I'll tell you about that in a second. I had to learn about this. I didn't know about this. I thought this could never be done. You can't do that. Well, apparently in the state of Arizona, you can. And they have. Hey, I want to give uh, great respect to people who joined the podcast by virtue of hearing me on Clay and Buck's program. Thank you, first of all, uh, Clay, Travis, Buck, Sexton. Thank you, Craig, and the team there for letting me do that. And hello... It's good to be back together. We got to know each other on Rush's show, and God bless Rush, and God rest him. Uh, Here's one of the things that you need to know about the program is that we are pretty selective about the partners with whom we have, or with whom the partners we have. Let me say it that way. We partner with a company called Bonefrog Coffee, and it's at bonefrog.us. Please do use that website. And it is founded and run by a guy who was a 25-year, he is a 25-year Navy veteran, and he was a Navy SEAL. And if you want to know a specific line of duty in the Navy SEALs, uh, he was the guy that if you got shot up, he was the guy who stitched you up in the battlefield. Sort of that work, and pretty popular dude, I think. Right in that regard, I guess they're all popular, all taking each other's back, and it goes down to that: the SEAL training. Yeah, they taught him how to make <laughs> taught him how to make great coffee in the Navy SEALs. They didn't. They taught him how to build teams and how to operate within one, and it starts with mission. Okay, what's the mission? In the case of Bone Frog Coffee, the mission is described in in a quick phrase. God, country, team. And Tim honors God on the package and country and team. What's the team? Well, Bone Frog Coffee, they do everything they can to hire veterans, to partner with veteran-owned companies. But that's all well and good. That sounds a lot like that one coffee company that was run by vets and said something about rifle. And they said it was about the Second Amendment. And then Kyle Rittenhouse needed to use his Second Amendment to save his life. Well, they backed off. They, they turned their back on the Second Amendment. That will not happen with Bonefrog Coffee. But what about the coffee, sir? The coffee. All right. You go to bonefrog.us. You're going to see all the blends. You'll see all the delivery methods. By that, I mean K-cup or drip or roast, what have you. Espresso, whole bean. But what about the quality? Got it. When he started Bonefrog Coffee... Tim Cruikshank went in search of an expert. He found one. He is a 30-year legend in coffee. His name is Dave Stewart. He started a company called Seattle's Best Coffee. That began the coffee revolution. In fact, as I recall, Starbucks had to buy SBC to get them out of the way. Dave Stewart roasts some blends for Bone Frog Coffee, and he mentors the team on the other blends. God, country, team, and the country part. Yeah, they give ten percent of their proceeds go to the families of fallen Navy SEALs. Why? Because God says no greater love hath man than to lay down his life for his brother. It's BoneFrog.us. You get five percent off subscription for lifetime there. And when you use BoneFrog.us, make sure it's .us. BoneFrog.us. Courtesy of uh, WesternJournal.com. Flashback, Arizona Arizona gubernatorial election was overturned. And they tell the story that this actually happened. It says here, there is precedence for an election being overturned after a so-called winner of the governor's race was sworn in and began to serve. In November 1968, um, pardon me, 1916, when State 48 was young, Its very first governor, Democrat George Wiley Paul Hunt, was running for a third two-year term, Phoenix Magazine reported. Then, as now, the format of the ballot itself played a major role in the election. Republican Thomas E. Campbell defeated Hunt by 30 votes out of the 55,922 cast. Hunt paid for a recount, but it still showed Campbell to be the winner, and the Republican was certified as such. Democrat Hunt filed an election challenge lawsuit. All right, well, he was an election denier. My goodness, that's unprecedented. That's that's a danger to the uh, to the republic. Hunt filed an election challenge lawsuit, arguing the ballots themselves were the problem. The way it was formatted allowed voters to choose a straight party ticket or to vote for individual candidates. The lower court ruled that voters who checked both a Democratic straight party ticket and chose campbell individually had intended to vote for the republican and that was the difference in the contest legal precedent set in arizona for this hunt refused to leave office but the supreme court stepped in and ruled that campbell would be the de facto governor while hunt's legal challenge wound its way through the court system in may 1917 americopa county superior court judge ruled in campbell's favor on the ballot issue according to phoenix magazine hunt appealed the case The next month, finally, in December, the Arizona Supreme Court ruled in Hunt's favor, concluding the ballots that were double-marked were invalid and would be thrown out. Hunt won by 43 votes and was sworn in as governor on Christmas Day 1917. Campbell had served nearly a year in office. So apparently it's not unprecedented. Apparently, election denying is not a sport invented by Donald John Trump. Apparently, it's as old as the country. Apparently, people who seek power will cheat to get it. Ain't that weird? People who seek power will cheat to get it. Take your medicine. Accept that BlackRock's earning money. Getting, not earning, getting money. Out of the Ukraine war. Take your medicine. Accept that if you will not get injected with the mRNA like your betters have told you, you're a risk even driving cars. Accept your medicine. There's another case of a supervisor at the FBI having sex with a a, a subordinate. This time it was a woman having sex with a man. And by the way, she was allowed to make HR decisions on his behalf. Meaning giving him raises and such. And that comes from the uh, New York Post, talking about Jill Tyson, FBI assistant director. The organization is rotting from the top, but take your medicine. Who else is making money on things illegal? There's a lawsuit that for some reason has not made the mainstream media. How could it be? It has to do with fascinating topic matter like sex trafficking and Jeff Epstein. Oh, oh, that's why. The lawsuit contends that a great big financial institution, JP Morgan Chase, facilitated Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking network. It alleges that JP Morgan Chase bank personnel knew about Epstein's illegal dealings and failed to take action and this from timcast.com. But take your medicine. Jeff Epstein killed himself in prison. Yes, the cameras were off. Yes, he was supposed to be in solitary confinement. Yes, he was supposed to be in suicide watch. But he killed himself. Take your medicine. Your betters have announced that that's what happened. Take your medicine. The Ukraine thing, that's straight up and down. We're rescuing a democracy. We're rescuing it from tyranny. Because Russia, if they take over Ukraine, they might ban churches. They might ban media. Vladimir Putin might come along and censor the media in Ukraine. He's going to violate their national sovereignty. We care about national sovereignty. Wait, 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 wait. No, we have just proven that we don't care about national sovereignty. We've just proven that that's not an issue that these people care about. We've just proven it. So someone please come and tell me, why are we going to war in Ukraine? Why are we having a proxy war? It's not about people. The party murders people on an epic industrial scale. It's not about national sovereignty. We are giving up our own national sovereignty. We're telling other nations to give up theirs. It's not about violence. China's China's performing industrial-level violence against grown adults in concentration camps. It's not about freedom of speech. We have an FBI, a DHS, a CIA, and a CDC that run social media companies. Why? Your money to Ukraine, potentially to BlackRock, and others, money laundering. Pattern recognition. It's great art. Thank the Lord for giving us the ability to do it. The New York Times has a profile of Dr. Anthony Fauci. Oh, he's on his way out. After half a century, Fauci prepares for a life after government. It's the long goodbye I told you would occur. Here's the first lines, among the first lines in the profile. The walls in Dr. Anthony S. Fauci's home office are adorned with portraits of him, drawn and painted by some of his many fans. Is there a personality trait that would uh, lead to you having pictures of yourself on your home office? Can anyone think of one? Would that personality trait be the sort of personality that would say, well, uh, there's a pretty good chance uh, that it's a, uh, apparently uh, you're nine times more likely uh, to get myocarditis if you are uh, boosted uh, three to four times, uh, but take your medicine. Is there a personality type? That would say, uh, the fact is, uh, for Republicans, uh, um, unanimously, uh, number one priority for Republican in uh, United States, of America, uh, is securing, a, a, a victory, uh, Ukraine, uh, for, uh, for, for Ukraine people, uh, protect them against, uh, uh, medical tyranny, uh, protect them, uh, freedom of speech and, uh, chicken, uh, just to put a chicken in every pot. That's the top priority of all, all Republicans in the world is, is, give money, uh, uh, to, to Ukraine. Is there a match in personalities? Uh, is there another match there is the fact is the take your medicine approach is going to eat itself no it's going to eat itself oh it's going to eat a lot of us on the way if we are not firmly grounded in god's word and refusing to violate god's law it's gonna it's gonna eat us too but the fact of the matter is, it is already eating itself. You know what's happening to the, to the very important National Health Service? You remember when the Olympics were in England? And they did that very, very important National Health Service thing. And they, 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 they put out the, the dancing beds and the needles. Do you remember that ridiculously obscene affair? In the Olympic opening ceremony, they rolled out hospital beds, and they were dancing hospital beds and dancing syringes. And if you look back carefully at that, it's pretty certain as well that they were really worshipping needles. Weird. Well, that very important National Health Service, do you know what's going on? They have a huge problem with keeping doctors in the service. The number
4: of junior doctors actively researching leaving the NHS is rising at alarming rates, with over 79% reported. That's according to new data from a- the British Medical Association. They've done a survey. Well,
0: preparing to uh, ballot on strike action over pay, medics are following closely behind
4: nurses and paramedics who carried out industrial action for the first time in over 100 years This month. Well, let's hear more now from uh, GP. Dr. Natalie Rout can join us now. Uh, Thank you for the time this afternoon. I I suppose, first of all, this is not particularly surprising to
0: people who know GPs. Anecdotally, I know a number of people who've been looking at opportunities in Australia, in the United States of America, in Europe. Should we be surprised by this survey?
4: Well, I'm certainly not surprised. Um, Junior doctors form the majority of the doctor-led workforce. Uh, I think they're uh, misnamed as juniors. Basically, any doctor under consultant level is a junior doctor. So, these are the people that are delivering your babies, that are doing your operations and doing everything in the hospitals in A&E as well. So, the fact that this Proportion. This huge proportion of them are considering leaving the NHS. Just shows how dire working conditions have become. We keep talking about the NHS about to collapse, but it's already collapsed. a is over, over. Um, you know, you've got wait times of over ten hours in places. Um, bed capacity is 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 already struggling across all hospitals gps you're having to wait for weeks to see your gp because they're a shortage of us
0: take your medicine even if your medicine is killing you take your medicine ignore the fact that you were told by maggie thatcher and others this stuff collapses Ignore the fact that the injections are killing people and causing immune system derangement. Ignore the fact that people are getting rich off of Ukraine. Ignore the hypocrisy. Ignore the fact that it's not national sovereignty, that it's not protecting democracy, that it's not protecting people. Ignore all of this and take your medicine. I have a better idea. We'll continue to push and demand election integrity. We'll continue to punish at the ballot box Republicans who will not support it, including just not voting for you. If you're going to be like Democrats, what's the difference? If you're going to be like leftists, what's the difference? We'll continue to starve the Republican National Committee of any and all money. We'll continue to starve the National Republican Senatorial Committee of any and all money. We'll continue to starve the Republican Governors Association of any and all money. The National Republican Senatorial Committee. The National Republican Congressional Committee. will continue to starve them. And we'll give money only to republicans who seek to serve and not be served who recognize that the war is spiritual as we're going to talk a lot about next hour and who will demonstrate through their actions not their words not their rhetoric not their ideas not their ads not their not their social media posts but through their actions that they understand the stakes of the game and my best idea is to remind Larry Fink BlackRock CEO psalm 37 verse 13 part of verse 13 but the lord laughs at the wicked for he knows their day is coming and their day is coming before the white throne of judgment and larry guess what when you stand before the light throne of the white throne of the judgment just as we all do you won't be able to lie because god already knows so I invite you to repent Larry. I beg you to repent. Next hour, part 3 of Who Runs America and we close the case. It's at this point it's inarguable who runs America. So Todd Herman Show, please go be well, be strong, be kind. And remember, God is the God who sees.